All right. Welcome back to Shellyville, everybody. I'm so glad you could join me tonight. I am Michelle Clear, the host of Shellyville, and I have my wonderful producer, Justin, with me tonight. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about loneliness. Oh, and why are we bringing up the topic of loneliness? Because this is an interesting start. Well, one of your biggest fans. And I love um, that. I do have fans. Thank you. Sent a recommendation in. Um which, who's my mom, by the way. Shout, <laughs> shout out, Linda. Thanks for tuning into the show. Um, she actually, now, this is a crazy thought, but hear me out here. She had listened to the show, fan of the show, okay. and she had an idea about something to talk about. She sent it in. I love that. Not necessarily to the ShellyvillePod at gmail.com e- email address that, that, you know, our non-exclusive fans, but <laughs> this one had my cell phone number. So she texted me and was like, hey, just listen to this podcast by the Surgeon General about loneliness. And I think it would be really interesting if you and Shelly uh, unpack some of it. So here we are. Okay. So the the top or the podcast was, it's called in The Heart of the Matter. Mm-hmm. And our Surgeon General puts out this epidemic of loneliness and he talks about why he has made this the year of an epidemic of loneliness and i thought that the podcast was really interesting about how loneliness leads to so many medical problems not only just does it lead to depression and anxiety but it really was shocking to me the mental and the medical illnesses that come from loneliness so I kind of knew that. And then we kind of think of lonely people as older. But this is happening. This is a generation. This is like every generation is feeling lonely. Yeah. The social media generation that we're in right now has made it very easy for um, people to feel connected. We've never been more connected and lo- more lonely at the same time. It's, it's a false connection. We have a false connection. Now, remember... I'm the ninth child of, or I'm the ninth child out of ten, so I have a story about loneliness for myself. Being a the youngest, I kind of had all these people around me all the time, and there were times when I really felt like all my sisters were too busy for me, and I was very lonely. I felt like I was excluded from the conversations. I didn't have the same friends. They were all in high school together, so they had a they had a pact, and I'm the like the little annoying sister over here. I felt lonely. There were times that I really didn't feel connected to this huge family that I was always around. So for me, I have always believed that loneliness has been a state of mind because I've been around people almost my entire life. But there's times when my state of mind has been so down or so depressed or so disconnected from people that I don't see the people around me. And that's kind of what I thought was interesting, too, is that he's he's kind of saying that, that even though we're around people, we're not connecting on a, on a deeper, more real level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me being the therapist, I had to come up with all these ideas of how can we fix this? How do, how do we make people feel more connected? And mm-hmm. It's really communication. Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. You've got to say hi to people. you got to get to know your neighbors. you got to... Get outside of your house. Like what was kind of disappointing a little bit reading or listening to the podcast is that they don't give any solutions. The only thing he says is that he's thinking that maybe the government should get involved with how much 
Of course he does. Right. Like, why do we care how much the government's going to get involved in social media? I don't. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem. That doesn't solve the problem for me. No. You know, and oh, we're going to address it at elementary. It's a very China like thing to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not going there. I go there all day long. (laughs) I know we have these conversations, Justin. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole the the whole uh, pandemic thing, I think, contributed to a lot of this uh, loneliness experience that we're feeling. And producer Joe, you can edit that part out if (laughs) Shelly doesn't approve of me using that narrative. You can go there. (laughs) I I mean, you can absolutely go there because I'm still feeling the effects of it, right? Mm -hmm. We are still feeling the effects of what COVID did to people socially. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just an isolation. It created more anxiety. It created more depression. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are we, a year? They just, I mean... When did it end? I feel like it's still going on. But it ended in. Uh, I mean, when they officially ended it was, I think, supposed to be this May. Oh, I thought it was after Biden got elected. Our Lord and well, Savior Joseph Biden got elected, and God, I'm sorry. Why am I? Why am I on this? <laughs> I'm on one right now. But <laughs> I'm saying this. that I'm saying that facetiously. I'm saying this whole show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I say that facetiously, but it it was the spring of 2021. Okay, we'll so it. it's twenty three now, and excuse me, yeah, yeah, you're right. Spring of spring of twenty one. So twenty one, and we're still feeling the effects, mm-hmm. no matter when it really ended, mm-hmm. and the stopped using the mask. And I'm still seeing people out there with masks, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. If you're sick, put a mask on. I'm cool with that. Sure, I'm just not going to wear one, mm-hmm. but because <laughs> apparently I like to be sick. I think that people who wear masks are being what they need to do. Okay. But when I'm talking about this isolation of what's happened from COVID, it is this lack of social skills that you wouldn't think a year off would make such a difference in how we communicate with people. Mm -hmm. But this is happening to friends that have been friends for a long time. This is happening to people who have never had social problems before and now all of a sudden don't know how to communicate, Mm -hmm. who feel very insecure, who feel like people are judging them or having something critical to say about them. So we're all these people pleasers that are now overwhelmed and don't know how to take care of the people mm-hmm. in their lives because they don't have the skill set anymore. Mm-hmm. So again, when we think about loneliness, it is not just a person that is a single person living alone. Mm-hmm. Loneliness is someone who feels that they're unconnected to the people in their lives. Mm-hmm. And you can be surrounded by thousands of people and still feel like you don't understand anyone around you. Can I give you an example real quick sure. of uh, just circling back to the whole COVID thing? And and obviously by my conjecture, I, I was not necessarily a huge like COVID didn't really scare me that much. It was not. I mean, young, healthy, 28 year old guy, like good, good. None of the comorbidities that were out there, like it, it was not a concern to me. Um, so like I pretty much, and my, I mean, I worked for a bank at the time, so my employer didn't shut down. Mm -hmm. They did the whole mask thing, but I mean, we were open through the pandemic. I worked through it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I worked through the entire thing. So So, I know it. So I think there's two perspectives, right? Because I think you and I have a very similar perspective Mm -hmm. of working. Mm -hmm. And then when I talk to people and I hear how isolated it was and that they couldn't leave the house and that they didn't feel safe Mm -hmm. and that they weren't talking to their you know, coworkers and they just felt so disconnected. Mm-hmm. That 
part is just freaky to me because that's not something I experienced. For sure. And now now on the flip side of it, however, I had a, a most of my close relationships were people from uh, like a leadership development group that I was a part of for years prior. I had really good friendships and relationships. We would do like monthly leadership seminars and um, every now and then we would travel out of the state to go to a conference or something like that. So sounds fun. Yeah. And it, and it was great. And I loved all of those people and, and still keep in touch with some of them today. But when COVID shut everything down, all of a sudden we're not meeting in person. Um, some of those friendships that were kind of by proxy um, kind of dissipated. And now it was like, oh, I have had the set friend group for the last five years kind of all rallied around this, a similar cause. And now it's not happening anymore. It was tough for me to turn around and remember how to build friendships organically again, just mm -hmm. from um, not necessarily even like finding people with similar interests, because that was that was easy for me because I was always involved in sports and, you, you had know, a, church activities and stuff like audience. that. Right. But how to find any sort of depth in any relationship was always like an Achilles heel of mine. Mm -hmm. And that was that. And it, and it came a point in time where I was painfully aware that most of the relation, most, if not all of the relationships that I had were very, very shallow. So I'm beginning to feel that that was my existence as well. Mm -hmm. So For sure. that, and, and now we've identified a problem. My mm -hmm. story is one of many that happened through COVID and some people were, were so terrified of it, they stayed in their home for two years and then, you know, all of a sudden one day woke up and went outside and it's a different world and they're scared of their own shadow. Right. That's one side of the aisle. Um, mine was kind of somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. um, so now we've talked about the problem and you mentioned that your, um, your one critique of the podcast that we reference, and we'll put the link to that in the description if you want to check it out, um, was that they didn't provide any solutions. No, they really didn't. I mean, I'm great at I I can tell you all the problems. For sure. But how great that this the Surgeon General doesn't have a solution for us. I'm just gonna tell you it's an epidemic, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna tell you how to fix it. For and sure. when that's fine. Okay, mm -hmm. I get it. That that makes sense. You're gonna leave it to us to figure it out. But mm -hmm. this is not a new topic. And it's really not a shock that this is an epidemic. So mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why now that's the focus, but okay, if that's what the focus is going to be, let's see how we can fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's come up with some solutions. So I think the number one solution is that people have got to get out of their houses. Mm -hmm. Like even if you work from home, make one day a week that you're sitting at a coffee shop, that you're sitting at the library, that you are meeting up for lunch, that you're having a breakfast meeting that you are not spending every single hour at home mm -hmm. on the computer, whatever it is that you're doing, right? Working from home. So I really think one thing we have to do is we have to get back out. We have to just get out of the house. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we have to find things that make us happy. Mm -hmm. And that's hobbies and interest. But if you don't have, like, if you're not into working out or exercising. I mean, think of all the people that had good mental health exercise mm -hmm. programs and then got kicked out of the gym yep. and then had to create a gym at home or had to create a, this new environment. And now I paid $3,000 for all this <laughs> equipment. Damn it. I'm going to use it. Right. And that's still, now I'm still back to being isolated. Mm -hmm. I'm still back to being away from my friends. Right. People lost their communities over? from that. We lost so many communities, mm -hmm. churches and small groups and you know, visiting our grandma and grandpas at the at just at the hospitals and all the things that we kind of missed out on. We mm. need to go back to those things. But that's just one step of it. Mm -hmm. 
It's easy to get out of the house. How do you connect to someone and have a really deep conversation with someone? Mm -hmm. Now, this is really interesting. And I'm going to be a little, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself here. I joined, I joined a group um, last year and it's just, uh, it's a, a singles group, right? And love everybody. I've met some incredible, incredible people, but there's kind of this, like, it's this little superficial. It's, I'm not deeply involved with anybody, but it's a lot of fun and I really, really enjoy it. So I kind of briefly met someone recently and I just said, yeah, I said, it's kind of a shallow group, but I said, it's just a lot of fun. And through that comment of saying it was shallow, I got into one of the most deepest, meaningful exchanges with this person that was so cool and so unique. And all because I was vulnerable and said, I needed something deeper. And she said, hey, I need something deeper. And then we just started talking and asking more and more questions. And really, I think being vulnerable and allowing yourself to hear someone's story is how we start to feel connected again. It is not just by being out and being friendly. It's not just by sharing a conversation that's really lighthearted. I think it's really about trying to hear someone from their perspective and what they've gone through. But that doesn't have to be like therapeutic (laughs) paying for it. You know, this is just meeting up someone and really asking them questions about who they are and and where they're at in life. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of all really isolated. I mean, what I like about the singles group is that we're all single. We all would... Maybe some of us are coming out of a marriage. Some of us have been divorced. Some of us have had widows. Like there's all different reasons. Some of us have never been married. There's all these different reasons why we're coming together and needing this form of community. But just because there's a large group, you're not going to connect with everybody. It's just like with my family. I had this big family, but I rarely connected Mm one-on-one. And so it's, it's, I don't know if you have to be a vulnerability person. I don't know if you're the one that has to be vulnerable or if you just have to say, this is what I'm doing. There's a John Maxwell book called Everybody Communicates, Few Connect. Mm, Um, That's a good one. Maxwell is a wealth of knowledge, but a very dry read sometimes. (laughs) So drink a cup of coffee before you read that book. It's a lot of good information in there, but very, very dry. Okay. So so what'd you get out of it then? uh, That everyone communicates and you connect. Um, so does he say how to connect? He does. And if I had read the book in the last five years, I'd probably have a <laughs> couple good good pointers on that. But it's been a minute. So <laughs> I love my, you know what? Thank you so much, people who listen to Shellyville, because you never know what you're going to get here. Yeah. <laughs> like you just don't have a clue. Yeah. <laughs> we so, don't know what we're doing. I tell my wife that all the time. Some <laughs> She has no idea what's coming out of my mouth. And I don't. Well, well like the other night we went to uh, an ice cream shop close to our house uh just for a little one-on-one date date night and we just got got some ice cream and the, the the cute 16 year old little um little worker bur- you can't call her a barista because it's an ice cream shop but kind <laughs> of the same atmosphere right and uh this and, was, oh this is a bougie kind of yeah, this is an upscale ice yeah, cream it's shop kind of, it's pretty nice it's kind of a boutique kind of setup okay so, so that's a little special yeah so we're going in there just getting ice cream and we're, I mean, we, we're holding hands walking in and, and we are just standing next to her, uh, each other in line, clearly ordering together. And this cute little 16 year old says, will this be uh, together or separate? <laughs> and I was like, 
uh, together. It, it's our first date. <laughs> and <laughs> Chloe looks at her on. like, we've been married for nine years. <laughs> like, and she's like, why do you do that? It makes me so uncomfortable. It's like, I thought it was hilarious. I but... think it's so sweet. But you know what? Nowadays, that's a great question. Uh, sure. Yeah. You cannot make any assumptions mm-hmm. just because someone walked in holding yeah. hands. Yeah. We'll 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 uh, we'll split it and we'll make the payment on our two separate debit cards on our joint checking accounts. So here you do it first. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, that's so sweet. I thought it was hilarious. Chloe didn't think it was funny at all, but Oh. Well, sometimes that's that's see to me, I find humor in everything though. Mm. That could be part of my problem. I connect through humor. Mm-hmm. If someone can make me laugh, I feel connected and safe with them. Mm-hmm. So feeling connected to somebody is probably just trying to understand them from their from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And this like the girl she's gonna say, I just who's paying? <laughs> <laughs> you look cute together, but yeah. who's really paying? Yeah. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. So where were we? Sorry, I got us off track. You know what? But... <laughs> Why do you do that? Tension tension issues. Yeah. Should... Did we do one on attention deficit yet? Did I don't I take think my we... Adderall today. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We were talking about solutions to loneliness. I don't. Yeah. Connection. Connection. Yes. Connections. So it's not just going out and seeing people, although I do think that's huge. Mm-hmm. I really do think that that's huge. I think it's knowing your neighbors. I think it's saying hi to your neighbors. Mm-hmm. I think it's about, I mean, it's almost like going back old fashioned. Like one of the things I loved about COVID was that families now had to eat together. Mm, yeah. Good and point. I love that. I love the fact that you had to spend time with your kids, mm-hmm. not the fact that you had to like homeschool because I think that would be horrible. But yeah, I mean, just the fact that you had to be home and pay attention and be part of this unit that you probably haven't been avoiding for a while. Mm-hmm. We make ourselves so busy um, that we don't have to be. We don't really have to be that busy anymore. I think now what's so cool about getting back to a form of normal is that we get to pick what that normal looks like. Mm-hmm. We get to decide, are we going to go back to the crazy that we were before and have a thousand different activities that we're doing running with the kids everywhere? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to be more p- picky? Are mm-hmm. we going to pick and choose what we really want the kids to be involved in? I think now I like the fact that we can really sit down and have these conversations about where are your hobbies at? What do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to give you the options of swimming or soccer, which one's really going to make you the happiest? Because mm-hmm. I don't think we want to do both. For sure. So, I mean, I like the idea that we can ask those questions now. It puts into perspective where your priorities truly lie. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the flip side where you're like a starving kid at a buffet and you're like, oh, the world's open now. I'm going to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I, sign me up. I think, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that one And then you me. bring three plates to your table and just get sick. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of which, oh, yeah. That, you I got mean, a funny gotta, story about a buffet? <laughs> no, I was going to oh. think, go back to the, uh, our podcast on parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to be a parent is not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun if we can find the humor in it. For sure. So, I mean, I don't know if loneliness includes moms. I think it might because I remember when Oh, I it was, definitely does. I think, yeah. you know, because I think of when I was first pregnant and home alone with my baby and didn't have other girlfriends that had kids at the time. Mm-hmm. That is very isolating. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, um, getting out and finding groups, like-minded people, doing activities with other people. 
Mm-hmm. Like I remember my first kind of mom to mom. I would go to those little uh, oh man, what are they called jimboree something like that. They're like these I've little classes. Yeah, I think they were yeah. like classes, and I'd go do exercises with my kid. And mm-hmm. but even way back then, people weren't friendly. Mm-hmm. Like I just well, you're from the east side, so that makes sense. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love. <laughs> yeah, well, we're a little busier over there, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, I don't know. We, uh, I mean, we were nice. People are nice on the east side, don't. But we're not. We're busy. Mm-hmm. So I think again, we make ourselves so busy. Is that to avoid connection? Could be. Maybe we avoid. It's easier for me to just take care of myself and my little space, space you know, about where I'm at. You know, on the mother loneliness thing, Chloe has a really interesting perspective on this because we had our first kid right after we moved to Grand Rapids Mm -hmm. and we knew like three people here. And Mm -hmm. so we did not have a very robust, like, like social network down here at all. And she felt super lonely Mm -hmm. and like despondently lonely. Right. Because it caused probably, it causes depression. For sure. And she had really bad bout with PPD that lasted years mm-hmm. and um, but the second time around Jojo was born May 28th 2020 right in the middle of the pandemic and um, we were at the hospital while in the NICU while the George Floyd riots were going on in the city very testy time and um, the one thing that she noticed though is we had a very good social network and but people were very mindful about about coming over to the house and seeing the baby. And it was like a very, like, she felt like she had so much control because at at snap of finger, one of her best friends would be over at the house with her and the baby. But then at the same time, she could easily say no to people mm-hmm. because who wanted to come over to be, I was like, ah, there's COVID going on and stuff like that. <laughs> we love the COVID so, excuse. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm and good. so for like the first, I mean, she didn't work, you know, hardly, you know, I, don't, I, I can't remember how much time she took off from work after JoJo, but it was a good chunk of time. I took off 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was off for a long time. I had a really extended, <laughs> extended leave. Nice. Um, so, I but yeah, she, she had it, but the second, no, no PPD, no anything like See that. See people. She yeah. had friends. Right. She felt connected. She felt that she could, it was again, maybe the power and control, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I have, friends, I can control the flow of how communication comes in and out of the house, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I do think that moms especially need it or new couples or even here's the thing. When you move to a new place, you've got to really work hard at making that your home. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I moved to Grand Rapids during the pandemic and the first year was really tough. I wasn't connected to a singles group. I was not connected to anybody. Churches weren't even open. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was here during the riots. So it was uh, pretty intense. Yeah. One of the things that I've been wanting to focus a lot of my energy on, and I don't have a ton of guys in my circle right at this moment that that's, that actually kind of fall into this. But one of the things that I want to do and really focus on is when I somebody in my circle becomes a new dad for mm-hmm. the first time, that's a relationship that I want to pour into because I feel like there's so many pitfalls that guys can fall into in those first six to 12 months of being a new dad um, that because the mom's life changes 
obviously. Right. Because so it's dance. physical and, and it does, but mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't realize it and we don't really right. know what we're getting into because for the mom, it becomes real the moment that the pregnancy test pops positive. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. for the guy, it, it, it does not become real until you're in the hospital room and that baby breathes its first breath. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a, it's not something that you can prepare for. And so you're drinking out of a fire hose from day one. Mm -hmm. And there are so many pitfalls that you can fall into as a father, as a a husband, as like in your career. And a friend and just in your friendship. Right. For sure. Where do you put your focus when you're so freaked out? Mm -hmm. For sure. And if that those guys are anything like me, is that you haven't built those friendships that have that depth in them. And now is the time where you need that the most. You need to have those conversations with people who are that have been there, who have been walked through that, so you can avoid making really dumb, avoidable mistakes that could affect your marriage down the road. That would be, I mean, that right there is a whole right. topic. Right. I love that. I love that. So... Well, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. at your age, you can you'll find that 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 will be something that you can lead. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I'm. That's not a category I'm going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that starts happening. I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's 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 such a needed thing, though. Oh, because it is. It, I the, felt so lonely back then. Oh my right. gosh. My yeah. my thought, and this is actually, you know what, I'm not going to go there right now because I just had an idea for a show in the future that okay. we can really get into and unpack. Okay. And I might steer more than I should, but we're oh, going to no. come back. We're going to come back to that. So <laughs> no, I'm sorry. scared, everybody. I'm, yes. <laughs> you on. should be Hang very on, afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Well, what I like about that is knowing that you have something to offer somebody mm-hmm. and you can be a mentor. Again, that's another way to connect to people. Right. Having something that somebody needs and not. I mean, we wouldn't even know to ask for that, but we do need it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like for me, I was the stay at home mom. Who am I going to ask? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know who I was going to ask. I mean, I had older sisters and siblings to kind of talk to me. And I mean, at that time, my parents were a lie, but both really kind of sick. So, I mean, we have to reach out to people in our, in our circles, but if we don't have circles, if we don't have people to reach out to, that's what we need to get creative. Absolutely. Like that's how we need to kind of go back to that small town thinking of, I should know my next door neighbor. I should probably have a clue of the person that always get me my coffee. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I, maybe it wouldn't be that creepy if I knew who the kid was behind the counter scooping my ice cream. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why are we afraid to address people by name and say hi and it's so good to see you and I'm so glad you're here and mm-hmm. just really being more of that social. But I mean, again, I don't want it to be too artificial. Mm-hmm. Like how do we really connect is really just through interest, I think. Interest and here's a novel concept. Put the fucking phone down <laughs> and make eye contact and have a freaking conversation with people. What a co- no, no, not that. Yes, that. <laughs> well, that's a really good start. I like phones are interesting because mm-hmm. we all have them, but there's two kind of different people. I use my phone for picture taking. Mm-hmm. I love to take pictures on my phone. You take great pictures, by the way. <laughs> oh, I've, thank I've you. seen your Facebook. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. I love to take pictures from my phone. That's what I'm doing with my phone. 
I've been with a lot of people that their phones are to talk to everybody that's not there. Mm -hmm. And that's great. But that also keeps them from fully being engaged in what you're in. For sure. So I think phones are fabulous. And it was me and my daughter when we were out in Colorado. I recently visited her. We were laughing about this because... I didn't grow up with phones mm-hmm. and she really barely did either. Right, right, right. So it's so funny. And she's like, mom, you're going to lose your phone the way you hang on to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just get, she was like critiquing the way I hang on to my phone. I'm like, I don't have skills like you do. I didn't grow up with this in my hand. I don't know what this is supposed to look like when I'm holding on to it. <laughs> There's a really funny story. And I wish we had vi- <laughs> we had video on this episode because I put the picture in there to give you a visual on it. But there is a uh, there is a famous picture of a guy who was um, at a golf outing and Tiger Woods was teeing off and every single human being and there's tons of people crammed in this little U-shaped ring around the the tee box and Tiger Woods, the most famous golfer of all time, is is teeing off. He's in his backswing and every single human being has their phone out taking a video of it. Except this one goofy looking dude, <laughs> like sh- sh- socks and sandals. That dude. kind of guy. Like you're you're very like fifty five year old, kind of scruffy, average looking white dude holding a, a twenty four ounce can of Miller Light, just watching and smiling and enjoying the moment. And every single person around him is videotaping is, it. Is on their phone taping it, watching watching this event through the, the through their the screen. Right. And it just in Miller Lite, I think it was Miller Lite. I can't remember the beer company, but they reached out to him for like an endorsement deal <laughs> because it was a, it was so real. It was so real oh, and so I love genuine. It. It's so awesome. And, well, yeah, they have a lot of memes like that where yeah. the little old lady's paying attention and everyone else is on their phone. And I mean, that's the reality. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. We're all connected through our phone, but I'm putting my phone down after I take my picture. I really want to be present. Like mindfulness needs to be discussed with loneliness because loneliness is a state of mind. It's you telling yourself that you're disconnected. But when you're mindful, then you're paying attention to what do you see? What do you hear? What are you connected to? The practice of mindfulness is to be in the present moment. So our phones have kind of taken that away from us. But (laughs) I love that. I mean, there's a couple memes like that, too, Mm. where I mean, we're everyone's on their phone. And what do they say? Phones bring us closer together or closer to the people away from us farther from, what is, you know, there's my verbal dyslexia, everybody. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> you said I didn't have it. There it is. I can't say what I want to mean. I can't mean what I say. Whew. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I want to say about loneliness. It is, it is, uh. It is an epidemic, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to stay. I really don't think, I don't think this is one that's going to last. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because I think we know that we need people. Mm-hmm. We know that we're looking for meaning. Mm-hmm. We know that we're tired of feeling the way that we're feeling. We don't want to be boxed in. We don't want to have anxiety. We're tired of depression. It's just, it's not, it's not working for us anymore. Mm-hmm. So if the solution is people, then we've got to be kinder to people. We've got to be nicer. We've got to be more interested in it. You got to figure out if you don't know what hobbies you like, find out what your friends are doing. Find out what their hobbies are. Show some interest in other things other than yourself. Because again, it's like volunteering. 
even if you don't know what you want to do, there's thousands of places to volunteer it. Figure it out. I always tell people to go to a, to a bookstore because when you walk into a bookstore, you're going to actually naturally gravitate to what you're interested in. And even if you don't want to become a professional chef, if you find yourself in the cookbooks, that's where you want to be. You're interested in food. You're interested in that. Take a cooking class. If you're walking down the hall and you're all of a sudden in front of science, okay, you're in front of science. What, what are some things that you could do? What are some hobbies you can do that are science related? So really, when you walk into a bookstore, you're naturally drawn to your interests. And that's a, that's, a, that's a good tip. It's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to go walk down the Harry Potter section, see if I can find another Slytherin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It was be- I mean, again, creativity. Maybe uh-huh. you need to write a book. Maybe you need to write the next series. I love it. I'm writing a book. Are you really? Mm-hmm. What are you writing a book on? It's called Rebuilding a Foundation. Oh, I love this. Tell mm-hmm. me more. Um, maybe that's a teaser for another episode. Oh, of course. <laughs> They're all teasers. We don't even know what we're doing over here. No. Well, I can't think of a better way to wrap up that topic, though. You okay. hit the nail on the head. Okay. And I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. This has been another awesome edition of Shellyville. If there are any questions uh, out there, any topics you'd like uh, Michelle to cover, please feel free to reach out at ShellyvillePod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye.